I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. our Christmas episode. I'm so excited. Well, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of you. Thank you for joining us as always. We're going to have a lot of fun talking about some of our favorite Christmas things and stuff, you know, and I hope that you're going to join us too. You know, what are some of your favorite Christmas movies, music, drinks, memories, etc.? Bring them and join us. We'd love to have you, you know, share in this moment. Oh, by the way, don't forget to grab your favorite Christmassy drink. I think it's time to rock it, Captain. Are you ready to rock it? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Kiss his Kiss your Happy Hanukkah. That's, no, um, sorry. Where do you think you're going? Let's try that one. Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no. I We're all one. in this together. This is a full-blown, oh. four-alarm holiday emergency here. I wasn't supposed to keep playing this part. on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white down that chimney night, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of this side of the nut house. I was trying to be a little more positive, like a positive Christmas. Um, okay, let's rock it. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Yay. I'm sorry, Captain. I, I was trying to, to wish something a little more... Um, positive and happy like like a charlie brown christmas and i don't know where those came from i don't know what happened i'm so sorry i'm so dude don't Am don't try and snow everyone brian <laughs> don't don't do that i'm not gonna lie we all know you planned that oh yeah dude that was the oh, way to yeah. go this time Woo! Uh, <laughs> merry christmas, christmas you filthy animal yeah 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 merry christmas to you you filthy animal and to you filthy animals all we're all yeah, filthy animals here i feel like anyway um I, I took a shower uh, a week ago. So, um, man, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. I am the real Brian. Santa, I am, the real Santa Brian. I am the real Yoda Santa Captain Influence. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, wait, we might get, uh, we can't sing that. <sighs> I met him in the swamp down in Dagobah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good time. Was, was, that, a, was that a Weird Al? That was a Weird Al, right? Yes. Yes, that was actually. And uh, yeah. I was thinking of, let's see, Lola. Wasn't that the Kinks? So it was written. Yeah. Yes. And then the Kinks yeah. did a Father Christmas song. Yeah. Have you ever heard that one, that Father Christmas, give us some money? I that, think that, so. That's like the only words I know from the song, but it's, uh, I think it's, so. it's pretty exciting, man. I, I remember great. hearing, I remember when I was a kid, just like Weird Al Yankovic, by the way, when I was a kid, I listened to that Yoda song on Dr. Demento. Yeah. Yeah. After Weird Al had already been made famous by Dr. Demento. So, yeah. Oh, man, Dr. Demento. There's some good stuff in there. I love Star Trek. And, oh, yeah, and Rain, Rain Wilson plays him on, uh, plays Dr. Demento on the new That's Weird right. Al uh, movie. So. Yeah, and seriously, if you've not seen the new Weird Al movie, the Weird and Al Yankovic story, whatever it's called, like that, please, please check it out. It's, it's a good it's fun. It's, it's a, a good movie. Fun. It's fun to watch, and it's a good Christmas movie. Yeah. Not really a Christmas movie. We are going to talk about Christmas movies today. Um, oh, we're going to yeah. be talking about, like, we we're ranking our Christmas movies. We're ranking our Christmas music and fun stuff and, you know, all kinds of things. And uh, to celebrate, Captain, you and I, um, from, you know, 
thousands of miles apart, millions of miles apart, um, since we're in different galaxies now, we each mold some some fresh cider on our own, spiced cider. What's your recipe, Captain? Uh, it's mulling spices and um, Musselman's mm. apple cider. And okay. I almost, I almost burned the house down making it today. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did. Um, yes. I started, I started it on the oven with the mulling spices in it. And then mm. I had to go to a meeting, a zoom meeting. And then 30 Mull minutes later, I was like, yeah, I was on the range. And I was like, Oh, oh my God. Stove, and gotcha. so I ran out there and my wife had rescued it. And, and, uh, and so mm. if she hadn't rescued it, I might've had a house fire on my hands today. That would, so that would, uh, yeah, that would not be a Christmas cheer. That's right. That's wow. right. So, okay. Thank so, goodness. Thank goodness for her. Yeah. Ma- <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Your, your wife is awesome. And she is, and we still need a superhero name is. for her, yeah. by the way. So Muscleman cider yeah. and mulling spices. Yep. Very okay. simple. Very simple. Yeah. This is uh, I used the Trader Joe's spiced apple cider. Mm. If anybody's had that, it is, it's the best base that I've ever had as far as apple cider goes. They, How bad it is. Well, you know um, how a lot of ciders come clear. This one, yeah. that's, what is that? Is that clarified? Is that what they call it? Or no, it's a clarified butter. What's it called when it's, they? Uh, it's kind of like I, I pulp the, free. I mean, yeah, they, uh, there, there's apple ciders. What it's called? Yeah, there's apple ciders and apple juices. That, that there, there's that apple juice. Obviously, is clear, right? Or it's, yeah. it's you know, it's a orange but clear. Um, and then there's apple ciders come in two types. Uh, the foggy type, which by the way is the is the oh, muscle buns that I use. Um, good, good. Yeah, they Musselman's makes two different kinds of cider. They make the clear kind, which mm-hmm. tastes virtually like apple juice. I don't even know why yeah. they why they market it different. Yeah. And then there's the 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 milky kind or milky. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, pulpy. the pulpy. The pulpy one. Yeah. yeah. I <laughs> pulpy kind. <laughs> yeah. Pulpy. <laughs> it's pulpy. Um I don't know what I I've heard the term and it is not there and I cannot think of it. But anyway, you are yeah, the one Trader Joe's has a honey crisp one, which tastes like extraordinarily over. I love honey crisp apples, by the way. They're probably we all do. I'd say Fiji's are my favorite or yeah. Fuji. Are they Fiji apples? Or Fuji. Fuji. Fuji's, Fuji yeah. yeah. The Fuji apples are my favorite. I like Fiji too, but I, I've never been there. <laughs> Fuji apples are my favorite and then honey crisps. And I love those, but they are very sweet. And so for a cider, you don't want it too sweet or else it just tastes like sugar. So the, the honey crisp clear, they're always like, Oh, it's, it's there. It's great. It's wonderful. And I'm like, no, 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 It's not as good. The spiced one is the one where, yes, it's cloudy. It's got whatever the pulp and everything in it. And then yeah. they already pre spice it, which for me is not enough, but it's a great right. base and it's got a good flavor, but they run out usually at the beginning of November. And I'm like, Oh, that's soon. You need to wow. switch. It needs to be honey crisp in October. And then the spiced in November through December, because yeah. that's, Anyway, and then of course I add that they in, run out. I add in uh, full size, you know, full on cinnamon sticks a lot. Uh, I add a lot of cloves in it because you want the burn from the cinnamon sticks and the cloves, you know, especially what I'll do afterwards is when we're done with the cider, let it cool, pour it back into the bottle and with all the spices in it and just leave it in the fridge. And then a couple days later, pour out a little bit, you know, for cold, a cold cider. And it is so strong from sitting in those spices. That I mean, it just oh, it, it burns. It, it burns. burns. Loves totally. Oh man! And then I also throw in a few extra mulling spices that'll have the, you know, the star anise and the mace and the cardamom and stuff. Just a little bit though, because a little bit you of get mace. Too many of those other yeah, a little you know mace and pepper yeah. spray. Bear, too much bear. of the, um, of the additional spices. I think it changes the flavor too much. And I don't like the citrus. 
you know, adding in orange peels or lemon peels or stuff, it makes right. it too uh, pucker power, and I'm just not into that as much. But that's me. Yeah. So I'm more into that like heavily spiced kind of thing. You're, but dude, you're far it, more awesome. into putting a lot more effort into these things than I am. So mm. that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but I bet yours is still really good, and I just it's fine. It's a special <laughs> you know thing for me. I bet yours is better. Yeah, I, 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 I would bet money on it, actually. So well, we should try them together sometime, you know, when you're out here. And, we and, should. Yeah. And then, oh, totally. uh, it's almost time for the peppermint hot chocolate, which I'm going to be making yes. this weekend. But oh, yeah, thick, that famous thick, thick, gooey. Yeah, it's like, <sighs> or when you're drinking, you're like, uh, oh, like man. I have a mustache. It's like oh, I have two mustaches yeah. now. Yeah. It's sipping chocolate. That's what we talked about last week. It's literally like put a little bit in your cup and it just kind of sits there. What's really funny is that when it goes in the refrigerator, it's literally solidified. Yeah, I bet. It's beautiful. No, I'm sure. And then you have to heat it up. But no, put a little. So and good. those of you who are a little more adventurous, put a little brandy in the, you know, just a oh, little bit. Whatever you want to do to flavor just to, it. Yeah. Just for flavoring. Yeah not, yeah. not to go nuts. But yeah. I put in the, I mean, peppermint, of course, the the extract. But peppermint is so menthol-y and so intense unless you round <laughs> it out with sea salt, <laughs> vanilla, and almond extract. Just a pro tip there. Throw those. I'm not kidding. It actually oh, does matter. <laughs> and then, of course, but I make it with heavy whipping cream and whole milk. Like none of this skim crap. We talked about skim crap last week. It's like, man, if you're drinking skim anything, why at all are you even just just drink water? Dude, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Do I've you said drink this skim I hot drink chocolate? Skim, I, I drink skim milk all the time. No, but that's uh, different. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like skim hot chocolate or oh. like skim eggnog or you know, you know what I'm you, saying. No, you're, you're. I know exactly what you're saying. You're 100 percent correct. If yeah. you have the choice and you're using and you're getting any drink that's chocolatey, go for at least two percent, totally whole, whole milk all the way. Heavy go, cream, or what? Yeah, half half but half. to my Reve, but to yeah. my palate. 2% is really creamy. And True. I know. Like, I guess if wow. you're, yeah, so. but see, okay. And you're right. And so the, when I'm doing the heavy cream and the whole milk and stuff like that, I am not messing around with, you know, a 16 ounce mug of chocolate. I'm doing yeah, you're a just very doing small a little, amount little, at times. And yeah, reasonable yeah. portion. So, you know, you're, you're going the correct route in my opinion. Yeah. Nectar of the gods. Oh totally. my gosh, dude. Dude, uh, I still, I still want to make a, not necessarily George Washington's recipe, but some, <laughs> some version of a homemade eggnog. You would I be, really want to do that. Oh, me I too, man. I, I want to do it. I'm not going to do George Washington's recipe because, well, the thing about George Washington's recipe is it doesn't have any spices in it. And so I'm trying to figure out, but you're right. You, you were saying that it's probably because of all the alcohols he puts yeah, in it. That the, gives it the, the rum flavors. and yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that spices it a little bit. So, but again, we're talking, we're talking 200 years ago yeah, plus. That's what they So, had. and I mean, they might've had those spices back then, but I mean, just cooking in general was so much just different. worse. Yeah. Very different and yeah. simpler than now, I think. Uh, maybe yeah. in some cases, in some cases, much more wholesome. But true, I mean, yeah, for, for something like eggnog, I just don't think they knew any better. So we've just had 200 years of, of, of time to to improve that recipe, that type of thing. To an extent, so, but most of the store-bought eggnogs are just sugary oh, flavors. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't have any real stuff in it anymore. And so, I mean, I, right. I grew up with store-bought and it was yeah, fun. And then we, we got a hold of our, our local dairies eggnog, which I've talked about on the, the show before, which is all natural and they actually use real spices. And I've never tasted an eggnog that good in my life. And now when I drink the store-bought stuff, it, it tastes like, literally it tastes like artificial chemicals compared. And, or, That's how or, real or like, stuff is. Or like vanilla ice cream that's been melted. doesn't even taste that good. 
Oh, okay. No, no, this, this stuff always tasted ooh. like to me. That's well, what eggnogs always tasted like. Yeah, French vanilla. The, the real stuff doesn't actually, it does. <laughs> it, it tastes, it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's better. But anyway, so, you know, Christmassy stuff anyway, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that. Oh, one thing I was going to say about the, the peppermint hot chocolate too. If you are dairy free and can't do the whole, you know, heavy cream thing, then oat milk is a great substitute. And then hemp milk, which I've mentioned before, is really creamy. If you've never had it, by the way, it's a very creamy, almost half and half like texture. If you find a good brand, that is. But I've had, and even um, even flax milk makes a pretty good uh, hot chocolate, at least more of a simulated heavier cream kind of thing. I think almond milk doesn't taste any, and heating up almond milk just tastes kind of burnt to me. And then coconut milk is just, it's too different. No, don't do that. No, so, I, I, I would say th- those are, it, it's good to try those, but honestly just get lactose free whole milk. It's, 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 try that too. I have found, I've done both obviously. And I've, I do only lactose free now because I honestly lactose free milk of any kind lasts like twice or three times as long, like three or four times yeah, as true. long as regular milk. And in the fridge and it's creamier. I don't know how, okay. Okay. but it tastes better to my palate at least. So uh, lactose-free whole milk in your hot chocolate. If you can't try deal that with out normal dairy. Yeah. Yeah. I love Wait. it. All uh, right. I, I have to share this and then we're going to get into our Christmas. We've been doing the Christmas stuff. We have more Christmas stuff to share here, but I have to share this. And I was hoping that caffeinatrix would be on the show with us, but it didn't work out. So I was waiting to share this, but I, I just got to do it because it's going to get too far, too far removed eventually. But I mentioned that Christmas concert last week that we went to and it was fun. You know, it was great. And so (laughs) here was something very interesting to me. I I have always, now granted, I am a musician. I understand the traditions of music and, you know, with orchestras, they have conductors and, you know, all the different things, right? We're sitting there watching this. And I mean, I know the timing. Uh, Our our friends were with us. They knew the timing. And uh, one of the kids was like, conductor is off. (laughs) <laughs> and I was, and I hadn't been paying attention to her at all. It actually. often looks that way in my experience, actually. Well, Go ahead. Yeah, no, you are right about that. And so then, you know, usually on the important downbeats, she was dead on. But then I started to really pay attention because I wasn't watching her. And I'm like, no, that's not artistic license. I'm like, no, that's no, she's really off. And you weren't like 100 yards from her either. So no, it's we were like close enough. That's the sound. It's clearly the sound wasn't hitting you late or anything. Yeah. So no, no. Well, no, because we were watching like, even if you know, uh, I don't do this personally because it distracts me, but people will tap their feet in rhythm when they're playing. And we were watching some of that and we were watching, you know, the head bobs that happen with musicians and stuff like that. They were all in rhythm with the music and she was not at times. And then of course during the downbeats, she was fine, but it was just like, well, that's weird, but I realize nobody's paying attention to her anyway. They're just exactly. playing the music. They've practiced. They know what they're doing, which begs the question, what's the point of a conductor? Why do they have conductors? Yeah. Exactly. There, there's I, a good answer to that, but I don't know what it is. Well, no, I so, just know. <laughs> I just don't, I've never gotten it. I've never figured it out. What's so funny, though, is I've never really delved into this question before. And so I was just thinking about it. I'm doing my thing. And I'm like, it's a performance. That's what it is. People actually go to school for conducting. And okay. I feel like it's just another way to perform in this case, without an instrument, they're performing with waving their hands and everything else. Yes, they do start everybody. They do the whole, you know, ceremonial all rise and, you know, ceremonial There's countdown and all that. Yeah. And the like ceremonial downbeats. 
and they get up and then they bow and then they, then they go back and then they bow again. Yeah. Which is yeah. cool by the way. I don't have anything against that, but I just kind of went from an actual musical standpoint, having been in orchestras and bands and pit bands and everything else, we don't need conductors. You know, once you practice, yeah, you need somebody to kind of lead the practice and, and kind of kick off the music, of course. Mm. But other than that, it's like, if you've practiced and you know what you're doing, you don't need somebody directing you ever. And if you do, yeah. you're probably not a good musician and or probably need to practice more often because realistically you shouldn't be performing if you really need somebody to keep you in and, line. You know, you're ready to go. And so if there I are any angry a, conductors out there listening to this right now, we want to hear from you. No, but I'm just like, it seems to me like a, it's part of the performance and it is a form of performing in its own right. And by the way, it is cool. I'm not saying anything against it, obviously. As you know, I'm a, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to that kind of music. Sure. But I just had to ask that question. And so we were kind of laughing about that. That night, I went home. I said I've been watching through Seinfeld. I went home that night, and I jump in. <laughs> the Seinfeld episode that I was currently on, he gets up and does his little stand-up comedy thing, and he says, you know, I've always wondered, what's the point of a conductor? And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you just happened to be watching that episode. That's great. Literally 30, like an hour after I had that conversation. And I was wow. just like, oh, my wow. gosh. The, the world's timing strange of that, that was hilarious. So anyway, I wanted to say I'd never seen that Seinfeld episode before. I'd never seen a clip about that. I had no idea that that was coming. That was really one of those funny moments. So anyway, I appreciate how uh, how parallel I feel like uh, our, our lives are to Seinfeld. So anyway. Yeah, Thanks for too. the, you know, the push to keep going and all that. All right, Thanks, Captain, Jerry. let's get into some Christmassy stuff. Some, yeah, some more fun. I, you know, I was looking for fun Christmassy music to play that it was, you know, not copywritten. Uh -huh. Copyrighted, I guess, is the is the proper term. Um, like copywritten. I like that. Copywritten is more English, you know, friendly, but copyrighted is the actual uh, term. It's, it's it, it, I don't know. You're right. You're, you're right. But I know it doesn't make any sense. I don't know either. But here's what I do want to know. What is one of it? Now we have a lot of questions, by the way. So let me, let me just clarify this really quick. We have a lot of questions here. Yes, we're going to answer them because we're the ones with the microphones, but I want you to think about this as well. And I would love for I would love to hear your thoughts. I would love to hear what your answers are to these questions. And, you know, some of you are going to be a hundred percent in alignment with one of us. Others are going to be like way different than us. And I love that. And that's what I'm excited about. So let us know your answers to these questions. There are so many ways to get in touch with us. You can write in the comments below if you're on YouTube or you can just, you know, send responses through email or Facebook. Or I don't care. However you want to get in touch with us. But uh, the first question is this. Talk about a favorite Christmas memory. It does not have to be the favorite. It can be one. It can be a hilarious one, too. It doesn't have to be fun. I know some of you may not have good Christmas memories, so maybe this year is the year to finally get one. And so I hope so, yeah. I hope so too. But Captain, what, what about you? Okay, so we all have, no, sorry, we don't all. You just got done saying some people don't, but you and I have a lot of good Christmas memories, Brian. Yeah. Uh, but the one, when I think about it, the one that comes to the top of my head for some silly reason was Christmas in, uh, what was it? It was uh, 1985 Okay, at my, at my dad's parents' house. And I got Jetfire, the Transformer, oh, for a present. Nice. The original, Gen 1 yeah. Jetfire, not the newer stuff that came out in the late 2000s or anything like that. I'm talking the original Robotech clone Jetfire 
Yeah. And it was just the best toy I've ever owned. Uh, I don't have it anymore. A friend of mine stole it back in, uh, <laughs> back in high school, but, uh, I love that. um, and, and you know, what would I do with it now? But, uh, I, that was the best toy I ever got. And it was certainly the most excited for any toy I can remember being. So that's my favorite Christmas memory. Yeah. So to your friend, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Right. <laughs> I wonder uh, what he's up to these days. Yeah. No, that's cool. You know, it's so funny. I have so many Christmas memories, <clears throat> um, so many good ones, actually. And and it's, it, it's hard. It was really hard to pick one. I was even kind of like, I don't even have an answer for this because I would go on for probably the next hour, which I'm not going to do. But no. it was just like, oh, my gosh. So I figured I would just share kind of a fun one that was from actually, I, I'm pretty sure I was a pretty young kid and they used to do Christmas parties at our church. It was all the whole fun activities and, you know, Santa would come and, you know, give out presents. And that was back when, you yeah. know, I, well, I still believe in Santa, but it was when, <laughs> you know, it was okay to believe in Santa. That's, you know, the age. But what was interesting was <laughs> I just thought this was the coolest thing because, you know, we're always like, where's Santa? Where's Santa? Where's he coming? You know? And usually he just walked through the door, you know, and I was like, okay, that's great. Well, one year we heard this like clump huge clump on the roof. And we're like, what? Oh, nice. are you kidding me? And it literally it was, then we'd heard walking on the roof and it sounded like actual animals. And then we heard sleigh bells, all kinds of stuff. I mean, Dude, they went all, they went all out. out. Dang. And then of course Santa came down and in and it was like, okay, that was really cool for them going all out like that. It was neat. That's so neat. that was just a, it's one of those random memories that I just came up with. But like I said, I, I thankfully have had some really good memories over the years with Christmas. And it's been one of my, it is my favorite time of year favorite holiday um it's hard making one of them new exciting memories to top some of the really good ones you know and so well, yeah i'm trying to do things especially the older you get yeah because, i mean uh, the, uh, the magic of christmas can kind of disappear as you get older um, true it also gets overshadowed well, for, by busyness and stress and for sure the people. magic does yeah well, I know, but it's like, how do you hold on to that magic? I mean, really, I think there's ways to do, you it, have, how do you do it. You have kids of your own and relive the magic way. through them. That's, That's one way. Do. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's other ways for us to do it. I'm going to sprinkle some pixie dust and, you know, go ride a reindeer <laughs> or something like that. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's a good idea. I should go and like try to ride an elk after, you know, get a little bit of uh, angel dust and uh, a caribou. Well, that too. No, but I'm saying we don't have any caribou here, so I'll just go ride an elk and it'll be really close to the same thing and just see what happens, you know? Yeah, just go up to Estes. Yeah. It's so funny in the Santa Clauses, that TV show. They're like, all right, I have some angel dust for you and you're, you're going to get transported. And he's like, we need to change the name of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going nice. to get some of that angel dust and ride a, uh, an elk. See what happens. All right. So remember, what is your or one of your favorite Christmas memories? Share it with us. I want to hear it. Okay. Yeah. Captain, Captain. What do you want for what? Christmas this year? Oh, and let me clarify this too. This can be very serious. This can be an actual thing. This can be something more important or it can be something completely hilarious and made up. So what's yours? What's yours, huh? Brian, all I want for Christmas this year is peace in the Ukraine. That's a really good one, actually. Did I hear crickets? I thought I heard crickets. No, I didn't hear any crickets. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Um, the microphone was on mute cause I was coughing. Uh, and then I forgot. I was like, I was talking. Nope. That's, microphone's on that's mute. honestly the only thing. Cause Christmas. I can't think of anything else I would want for Christmas. I just don't, uh, mm. Christmas lately. I don't, it's so, and I think a lot of other people who are listening can relate to that. The older you get, the, the less you 
again, I'm, I'm generalizing horribly right now, but I think that the older, older a lot of people get, the less they even think of what they might want for Christmas. And it gets harder and harder to shop for people the older they get because yeah. Yeah. you just, I mean, they don't really want anything. They, it, what, what do you give somebody who has everything they need type yeah. of stuff? So that's the only thing I could think of if, if I had to throw it out there to the universe, that's what I would want this Christmas. So, yeah. Which is a really good thing. And I think that's neat. And yeah. you're right about that too. I think, um, you know, you do tend to get the things you need when you need them, you know, typically. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we tend to I get do. the things we want when we want them. Uh, not always, True. but, you know, a lot of times. But you're right. I mean, I think it's interesting, too, because we were doing, you know, the big Christmases for years, you know, where it was like the gifts were were so far out, you couldn't even get to the tree to put water in it. <laughs> and I mean, I it was, love that. Oh, Except yeah. the, only, the only problem is that when, when, the, when you have that many gifts, uh, it takes like hours for everyone to open their gifts. Oh, yeah. So our Christmas days would start around like eight or nine in the morning and go until probably eight at night. And I'm not, and we take a few breaks, you know, in there, but it was literally, but this was like the big gathering, you know, a lot of people coming in and then, so it was probably, I don't know, 10, 12 of us, you know, opening presents, but it was excessive. And it's because there were just a lot of kids at that time, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, as that, you know, kind of shifted and moved beyond, it was kind of like, you know, why don't we spend our, our resources, time, money, et cetera, on Christmas experiences during the entire month of Christmas rather than, you know, getting all stressed out and getting all these gifts and then, you know, trying to go crazy on one day. And so we don't do as many okay. gifts anymore. Yeah, it's really fun. I mean, I think honestly, the, the now it's been hard too because, you know, Sarah and I were both sick for a total of two weeks in December. And so we've already yeah. missed out on half of the month. So I'm like, oh, come Better on. Get in the car and go light, light looking. I know, I know. You know, but if I, if, I mean, this is the one thing that I, this is actually kind of a big deal for me. So it's like, if I could ask for a magical Christmas gift, you know, kind of thing, it would be for this show to just explode massively because it's hard to do. It's hard to grow shows. Yeah. It's hard to market, you know, it's hard to get people to want to share it. You know, I would just be like, snap my fingers. This show goes viral and explodes overnight sort of thing. And then of course, you know, the most important thing is that it would positively impact all of you and everybody and a lot of people too, not just like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah that's nice. You know, it's kind of like, no, I mean, every episode we're putting a smile on people's faces. We're making people laugh. We're entertaining you. We're, we're encouraging you. We're sharing something that might profoundly change your life for the better. That's the goal, right? Yeah. That's and what then on for. a side yeah. note, I would love for this to become my full-time pursuit just so that I could put all of myself into this show instead of, you know, racing like crazy to try to give the leftovers to it. So yeah. that's my Christmas wish, but uh, that's a good wish. That's not a, uh, that's not something anyone can probably grant. So it's just throw it out to the universe and see what happens. Yeah, You you throw it out and you hope for the best, but all right. How about a a favorite Christmas? Oh, so again, what are your, what what do you want for Christmas? Let us know. What about a favorite Christmas drink? I think we, we kind of talked about that. Do you have, is it cider for you or eggnog or? No, I think it's a, oh, what is a good Christmas drink for me? No, mold cider is probably my, always my go-to for Christmas drinks. Yes. It's the one I drink the most around this time of year. Um, Eggnog used to be my favorite Christmas drink, but then I stopped drinking and I mean, uh, consuming alcohol. And, uh, and so I, I haven't, I haven't drank eggnog for years now. And I, I think I need to, I think I need to you know, one one or two uh, uh, during the Christmas season isn't going to hurt me. So I just haven't gotten you around to it. You don't have to have rum in it when you've got the stuff that I've got. So I'm just. I saying. do. So no, yeah. No, try it. <laughs> try it once and then tell me. It's. Kind, right, I mean, right. seriously, 
I, I mean, I've got four favorites, and it's difficult. Actually, I've got five. Um, oh, if I'm geez. being completely honest. Oh, geez. Cider, the stuff yeah. that I make. Of course, that eggnog from the local dairy, my peppermint hot chocolate, candy cane lane tea from Celestial Seasonings. And oh, then yeah, yeah. The last one, and this is, uh, I mean, this is something I love all, all year round, of course, is coffee. But I like coming out with like the the special coffees that are usually a little more expensive and I save for special occasions only. So, you know, like a nice Panamanian or an Ethiopian or something that has a lot of extra spices in it that just kind of okay. goes along with that. I don't, you know, I don't brew those or roast those all year long just because, well, they're, that, you know, they're not the, they're, they're not the to, cheaper ones or yeah, right. or whatever, or, or yeah, they're limited lots. That's the other yeah. thing too. So that's where my five drinks come into play. And I don't have a favorite of any of those because it's mm-hmm. the variety is the spice of life. <laughs> that's okay. It's, at least it's only five, right? I mean, I, you I could, could have, have 20. 20. I won't do that though. No. Yeah. All right. But again, what are your favorites? Let us know. Now, Captain, we're going to do this now. Rank your your top Christmas songs. Oh, oh man, go Christmas first? music. Yeah, you're going first. Okay. Go for it. Go for so it. So I've got I've got five on my list. All right. So uh first is gonna be uh Silent Night. And I have good memories of my grandpa on my mom's side uh singing Silent Night in German. Mm. The interesting oh, thing awesome. is he was Irish, so I don't know why he sang it in German all the time. That was very strange. But he sang it in German. It was beautiful. He had a beautiful voice. Awesome. Uh, so I like Silent Night. I love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Nice. Of course. Um, I I really, I'm going to throw in one that you might not expect. Yeah. Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid oh, from yeah. 1984. Yeah. I know that song. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? I yeah. would expect you to love that one. Uh, probably not a lot of people, but there's because I know how much of an eighties fan you are. So yeah. like, it totally makes sense with you. Absolutely. All, all my favorite eighties musicians at the time were singing in that song. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, or at least most of them. Um, so then, uh, Jingle Bell Rock, oh, just cause yeah. it's so upbeat. Bobby Helms. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And then Frosty the Snowman. Nice. Those are my, those are my top five. And I, and I, okay. and, and, and I want to add to that is any Christmas song at all sung by Bing Crosby. Mm, yep. I, I just can't yeah. get enough of Bing Crosby Crosby singing Christmas songs. So or Nat King Cole yeah. or or Nat King yeah, Cole. Sure, gosh, both of them are pretty equal in my eyes. But but I yeah. I find myself I find myself levitating towards Bing Crosby. Like um, oh, what's a good one from him? Uh, besides White Christmas, uh, isn't that like the the song that that's exploded? a big one? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's done a lot of versions of songs though. But the White Christmas was his big one. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas is the yeah. one that keeps popping into my head lately. Okay. So yeah. You said you, you, you gravitate to Bing Crosby. Bing like a, versus Nat King like because I've heard more. Cheeto? Is that kind of the I've, No, I've had more. <laughs> I've had, I've listened. I've heard more Bing Crosby Christmas songs than I have heard. No, I know. I, I understand that. Okay. Yeah. Well, all of those are excellent songs. And you know, the problem is, is I, I came up with six and then had some honorable mentions, but I'm like, <laughs> dude, I, my problem is, is I like most Christmas songs. There's, there's yeah. very few Mariah Carey that I don't like that much. <laughs> uh, I cannot stand her Christmas album. I know people love it. I mean, obviously it's famous for a reason. I just, I, mm. I'm also not a big Mariah Carey fan. So, but like uh, every, it, it's like no matter what what you hear wherever you go, Mariah Carey is playing John <laughs> Lennon's "Happy Christmas," which I I, I like oh. the song, but it's so overplayed that I just don't want it anymore. Huh. So um, you know the Christmas yeah. is over, war is over, peace. Yes, that one, that that's one. It's right. Just, it's, uh, yeah, I do. It's I, I remember killed, now. Killed, yeah. you know. So there's a few like that that I'm not a big fan of, but I would say most Christmas music. I dude, I yes, that's the answer. But all right, here here are my top 
I'm going to give them to you really quickly. So number six, and this one's kind of fun, is, of course, the Home Alone theme by John Williams, somewhere in my memory. One of my absolute favorites. Um, and I know it's not even that old, but it's just, it's such a great song. Number five, Tchaikovsky, Sugar Plum, Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy from, of course, The Nutcracker. I love that one. Something about that one is completely magical. It's like this. Oh, I love it. Um, ding, 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 ding. That one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I love it because it was the one of the some of the music in the original Tetris game on, on oh, NES. Yeah. yeah okay. And game cool. Boy. That's so. good. Uh, number four for me, and this one some of you may not even have ever heard of, uh, Amy Grant's Breath of Heaven. It was written back, I think, in 1991 or something like that. A beautiful, yeah. beautiful song. Very, very mesmerizing when you listen to it. Um, okay. And then, oh, oh, Captain, here's one. You're going to love this one. I, I don't like country music, as many of you have. have you all know <laughs> this. Um, however, I like Dolly Parton, and I like Kenny Rogers. I like both of their oh, music, and they dude, both are I'm, in the country-ish kind of genres, even though they kind of also did pop yeah, and other stuff. But They were old-school country, so yeah, they're not you, the new, you can be the forgiven. Yeah, yeah, but they did. Uh, it was 1984 or 5 or 6 or something like that, I want to say. Mm. I think it was 1984. They were they, buddies. They, they were, yes. And they did yep. a Christmas album together. It was a big duet. Um, I think it's called Once Upon a Christmas, actually. And it oh, is, okay. if you're a fan of Kenny and Dolly, both of them, it is a phenomenal Christmas album. And, uh, oh my gosh, I grew up with that album. You know, it was just, it, it's a tradition for me. But yeah. they do a song on there called Once Upon a Christmas. And it is, oh, mm, that is yeah. that is up there. It would be my number one, except for these two, which are, Carol of the Bells is number two, of course. And I've got so many favorite versions of this, but I'm definitely going to throw out the Trans-Siberian Orchestra version. <laughs> the, uh, what, what do they call it? Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, 1224. That one's amazing, of course. And the number one in this one is definitely my favorite Christmas song of all time is All Holy Night. Again, oh, so many favorite versions. So many wonderful, wonderful artists have done great iterations of this. But um, for me, the one that I think is kind of magical is by a group called Point of Grace. It's four women. Their harmonies are perfectly tight. And it's got like a harp and then an orchestra going on in the background. It's just this, it gives you chills. So awesome. those are my top six. And then honorables would, would definitely be just about anything by Nat King Cole, but the Christmas, song, of course, <laughs> um, the ones you mentioned are great. Silver bells. I love silver bells. You don't hear that one very often anymore, but I love yeah. that song. Um, I wonder as I wander, that's a great one. It's very ethereal silent night. Of course you mentioned that. Oh, come Emmanuel. I mean, honestly, like most Christmas hymns, I'm a huge fan of too. So um, that's too many. I, t I, I can't pick man, but I gave you my <laughs> you top did, six. You, you gave it a good shot. So yeah. Give it the gold good, good Christmas try. All right. How about favorite Christmas movies? <laughs> oh, this is dude, where this everyone's going to differ big time. Yeah. So it's oh, awesome. So I'll go first. So, yeah. so my, my number one favorite Christmas movie of all movie of all time is die hard. The first one. Nice. I know it's it's not technically a Christmas movie, but technically oh, it also is. Oh, it is. No, I'm. I'm yeah. Yes, it is. It's a Christmas. Yeah, movie. Yeah, it, it is and it isn't. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but that's my favorite. Then I've it. got then I've got uh, Home Alone. Yes, dude. I need to watch Home. I haven't seen Home Alone in like 25 years. I need to watch. What? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I used to see. I used mm. to. I've seen it. I've seen it like 20 times, but it was all back in the 90s. Well, it's time to make so, it the 21st time, and uh, maybe going go. on 25 this year. There you go. Yeah, I, should, I really need to see it again. Uh, the uh, A Christmas Story. Yeah. I just love that movie, as so many people do. A Christmas Story is so fun. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Vacation, of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. And um, I don't know if you you might have thought of this one or not, but uh, mm -hmm. Mickey's Christmas Carol, the Disney, mm -hmm. the Disney version of A Christmas Carol with mm -hmm. uh, you know with uh, Scrooge McDuck. 
You know, oh, they, they first, yes. you, know, you know, remember DuckTales, sure the cartoon, well, that, that came one. out of, I mean, his character Scrooge came out of Mickey's Christmas Carol. And uh, I used to watch that Scrooge when I was a kid. And, and then I would also watch it with my brothers when they were growing up. Uh, so I've seen that a thousand times and I love it. it. It never gets old. I don't think I've ever seen that iteration. I mean, I know all about oh, really? it, but I just don't, I don't know if I've ever actually watched it. It's a classic. It's a true classic. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. You know, those are all great movies. I had a very difficult time listing these out because I have a huge list of Christmas movies <laughs> that I watch every year and I love every one of them, obviously. Yeah. So how do you pick, <laughs> you know? Um, but I did, I went with the top six and, you know, as much as I love Die Hard, um, which I do, uh, it's not in my top six. And <laughs> you know, what's so funny, a Christmas story. I never actually watched that until I want to say college. Oh, okay. Um, for some reason I didn't watch it, you know, younger and all that. I don't know why. And so I didn't get into the hype of it as, as every other one of my friends did. And so it right. was one of those, I just, you know, I didn't grow up with it as much. So anyway, uh, it's not on my top either, but I just wanted to throw those one out, those out because I, I, they're, they're great movies though. But all right, here we go. Number six for me is elf. Um, man, when that movie first came out, I was just like, this is genius. Granted it's starting to get a little old to me now. Um, but I still love the movie anyway. Five yeah. is uh, a movie that probably a lot of people have never seen. It's called the nativity story. It is actually a live action recreation of the birth of Christ, you know, so uh, they did a really, mm. really, really good job with it. It was, I think, a 2005. And the guy that plays Joseph is a uh, Poe Dameron slash Moon Knight. Oh, really? Yeah. That, he, really? Back oh, in 05. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was one of his first major roles, I want to say. Um, but man, he's just such a great actor and he did such a good job in this movie. But yeah, it's, I like him. it's fantastic. It is extremely well done. The, the soundtrack is unbelievable, too. Um, they did a lot of like, you know, original themes mixed in with Christmas carol hymns and stuff, but it's oh, so cool. subtle. You almost can't hear it. So I'm like, oh, that's and, genius. And that came out in the early 2000s, you said. 2005, okay. yeah, or six or something huh. like that. So great movie. Um, number four for me is the original claymation Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, 1964, yeah. dude. What a great one. That's that's a that's a classic yeah. for me. Uh, three, the Santa Claus, the 1994 Tim Allen. Of course, we talked about this. Uh, and number two, Christmas Vacation, of course. And number one for me is definitely Home Alone. When that movie came out, I mean, it was my it was my childhood. I was, it was man, <laughs> it, it was part of I who I am in my my growth, you know, time. So, I have I have strong memories of when that movie was out and yeah. still in the theaters, and everyone was talking about it. And yeah, so oh yeah, such a good movie. We we used to do the whole uh, you know Merry Christmas, you filthy Merry animal, Christmas, you, you know stuff. We, we used to do that and you know recreate that stuff on voicemails and all. That was so much fun, dude. Answering machines, remember those things? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh my god. You have to rewind it. Yeah. Oh, those were so annoying. Okay. There you go. There's our lists. We could go on. I mean, I'm not kidding. We have so many other things we could have talked about. We were just like, let's just limit it to that. I seriously do want to know what you would say for these lists. Favorite Christmas movies, music, all that good stuff, memories. Do yeah, share especially them if there's, it's something we haven't brought up. So yeah, we never have. Yeah. Now, one thing though, and and I I had asked you, Captain, about this. I wanted to know what the origin of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was. And it was funny because then a shout out, by the way, to Joy. Um, so my my cousins were were talking about this, posted this on, on Facebook, and I found this. And I was like, we have to talk about this. So I copy-pasted it to you. I know you did a, a little bit of additional research, too. Research. We're going to go back into Sean Connery celebrating Christmas on Shanna's show, mother's lap again. Show slightly. That's um, right. Just a little bit. But anyway, I, I, this is... I've only read a little bit of it and it is so cool. So captain, 
take it away. Yeah, the additional research I did was just to see, just to you know, compare this what what you got off your friend's Facebook page to other Cousins. websites that have the same, and they all pretty much say the same thing. So, oh, good, good. But but I don't know exactly what the or, what the where, origin uh, what what the source for this was. So forgive us. No, that um, one is a difficult one. I was even trying to find yeah. that for you too, and it. it Oh, yeah, wow. I didn't see it in any of the links that I was looking for. So, uh, so as the holiday season of 1938 came to Chicago, Bob May wasn't feeling much comfort or joy. A 34-year-old ad writer from Montgomery Ward, May was exhausted and nearly broke. His wife, Evelyn, was bedridden on the losing end of a two-year battle with cancer. This left Bob to look after their four-year-old daughter, Barbara. One night, Barbara, Barbara asked her father, why isn't my mommy like everyone else's mommy? As he struggled to answer his daughter's question, Bob remembered the pain of his own childhood. A small, sickly boy, he was constantly picked on and called names. But he wanted to give his daughter hope and show her that being different was nothing to be ashamed of. More than that, he wanted her to know that he loved her and would always take care of her. So he began to spin a tale about a reindeer with a bright red nose who found a special place on Santa's team. Wow, how clever. That's so cool. Yeah, Barbara loved the story so much that she made her father tell it every night before bedtime. As he did, it grew more elaborate. Because he couldn't afford to buy his daughter a gift for Christmas, Bob decided to turn the story into a homemade picture book. Wow. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. So in early December, Bob's wife died. Now, though he was heartbroken, he kept working on the book for his daughter. A few days before Christmas, he reluctantly attended a company party at Montgomery Ward. His coworkers encouraged him to share the story he'd written. After he read it, there was a standing ovation. Everyone wanted copies of their own. So Montgomery Ward bought the rights to the book from their debt-ridden employee. And over the next six years at Christmas, they gave away 6 million copies of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer shoppers. They just gave them away. Every major publishing house in the country was making offers to obtain the book. In an incredible display of goodwill, the head of the department store returned all rights to Bob May. Wow. Wow. That would never happen today. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, yeah I, maybe, that was, that not. was incredibly, uh, wow. uh, wonderful. Like uh, now for you, <laughs> yeah, altruistic yeah. four yeah. years later, Rudolph had made him into a millionaire. Isn't that nice? Uh, that's cool. Now, and certainly earned it now, re, now remarried and with a growing family may felt blessed by his good fortune, but there was more to come. His brother-in-law, a successful songwriter named Johnny Marks and then set the, set the uplifting story to music. That was his brother-in-law. Yeah. The the song was pitched to artists from Bing, Co- Bing Crosby, uh, Bing Cosby, <laughs> Bing Crosby on down. <laughs> uh, they all passed. Finally, Marx approached Gene Autry. The cowboy star had scored a holiday hit with Here Comes Santa Claus mm-hmm. a few years before. Like the others, Autry wasn't impressed with the song about his about the misfit was wasn't impressed with the song about the misfit reindeer. Interesting. Mm. Marx begged him to give it a second listen. Autry played it for his wife, Ina. She was so touched by the line, they wouldn't let poor Rudolph play in any reindeer games that she insisted her husband record the tune. Mm. Now, within a few years, it had become the second best-selling Christmas song ever, right behind White Christmas. Mm. Since then, Rudolph has has come to life on TV specials, cartoons, movies, toys, games, coloring books, lots of coloring books, greeting cars, and even a Ringling Brothers circus act. I didn't know that. Now, the little red-nosed reindeer dreamed up by Bob May and immortalized in song by Johnny Marks has come to symbolize Christmas as much as Santa Claus, evergreen trees, and presents. As the last line of the song says, he'll go down in history. 
Mm, there you what go. A story. That's so neat. Yeah. I, I heard, and I, and I didn't have a chance to research this, but I heard that, uh, only that only female reindeer as in a female caribou, uh, only the female caribou retain their horns past November. Uh, all the male reindeer lose their horns in November and then they grow them back in the spring, but the females keep their horns. So if that's true, then technically all of Santa's reindeer, including Rudolph, are female. Oh, yeah. you know what? Somewhere, this, the Christmas Chronicles. Oh, yeah. There yeah. are, I think, two lines where um, Kurt Russell, you know, as Santa, as he's mm-hmm. flying, says, you know, good job, ladies, or come on, ladies. He's saying that to the reindeer. So interesting because that actually yeah, maybe they figured that makes out sense, you know, that that or or they grow them, you know, that they lose them in the spring. Right. Or no, they grow them in the spring and lose them in the fall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they, they would lose, be they lose them in November before Christmas. You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they oh. <laughs> yeah. have a bunch of bald reindeer flying around. It's the details. It's it the is, details. You're right. Isn't that fascinating? So there you go. They're all um, they're all female reindeer. Yeah. Interesting. Rudolph okay. the female reindeer. Yeah, well, uh, that definitely is not the case in the book. So maybe he just has, or or because it's it's the North Pole, it's just magical reindeer that never exactly lose their horns, they just you know? never lose their horns, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like the, the angel dust that gets sprinkled all over them <laughs> for Santa Claus. And Cocaine reindeer. <laughs> That's the next one, dude. Oh my gosh. Somebody, somebody needs to do that now. Cocaine reindeer. Yeah. Uh, cocaine yeah, Make Rudolph. it a sequel to Cocaine Bear. Yeah. yeah. Make it Cocaine Reindeer. Co- reindeer. And it's yeah. a Christmas movie that'll come out in uh, 2027, I think. Yeah. Well, what it should be is, you know, Cocaine Bear and then Cocaine Reindeer is the sequel, but it's also kind of a sequel with Violent Night so that it's like they all come together and now right. all of a sudden it's like a trilogy, kind of like Unbreakable yep. and then uh, Split and all that became, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? It's the Shyamalan stories. Hey, thank you for joining us. Really, I appreciate it. It has been fun. We wanted to just have a little Christmas cheer for you here today. And I hope you enjoyed this. Again, please, please send us your uh, your answers to these questions. And also, once again, as I was saying in last week's episode, please, please consider helping out on Patreon and or buy me a coffee. Again, Patreon is the monthly. Buy me a coffee is a one-time thing. Really would appreciate that. All the links are in the show notes or below if you're watching it on YouTube. But um, I mean, really, it would be very, very helpful, especially with everything that's going on right now. So we could definitely use your help on that. But really appreciate it. This has just been, I mean, I had a blast today doing this. So I hope you, I hope you had fun too. Yeah, yeah, Captain, thank Holt. you. Thanks for all that beautiful uh, commentary and and research and, and you know, memories that you had. Um, yeah. Now there is what, just FYI, we're not going to be having an episode next year, next year, next week. And so <laughs> the episodes next year. Yeah. yeah, that's it. We're done. Uh, this is the <laughs> final episode for 2022. So we're going to be wishing you a Merry Christmas and also a happy new year as well. But also Indeed. this is the final, final wisdom for the year period, because we're the only, this is the only wisdom that you need ever period is right here. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. I wonder, if an alien saw a reindeer with a glowing red nose, would they know it was Rudolph? Or would they assume it was an alcoholic deer that sniffed the wrong piece of rock near Chernobyl? Mm, That's a good question. Yeah, right back to our sequel idea. I know. Genius, Captain. Genius. Wait, sort of. Different. That's good wisdom, all right? Radioactive reindeer. Ponder that. Hey, Thanks for joining us. Take the rest of the year off. 
I, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. You're not filthy animals. Neither are we, actually. We smell great. But thanks for joining us. We'll see you next year. Real Brian Show, signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.